0: fucking skew back a little so I guess. Fucking, so don't punch the microphone <coughs> hey come hey, listen to our pop- Welcome to Filmoscopy, a podcast where two, two, three friends will talk about a movie that one of them has selected. Today is going to be the movie Signs, and it's a 2002 film. And with me today, or no one—I'm talking to myself. This is a solo show, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, with me today is Cody. Say hello, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what the, the sound they make and live in the studio apartment is Owen that's right bitches I'm back and ready to play motherfuckers <laughs> in the flesh oh. well everybody uh we have Owen in person which is always a lovely time and it's always exciting to have Owen one of these days we're all three gonna be together again just for like an episode it's gonna be fucking awesome yeah uh, so, I mentioned today was the movies, the movies, the movie signs. I put the S on the wrong word. Um, so, Elwin, what was, was this your first experience? Or had you watched this movie before? No, when I was like four, um, this movie, I guess like this movie was like a big deal back in like 2002, 2003 or whatever. Um, when I was really young, we used to watch this movie a lot and I really liked it because it was like, it was scary, but it wasn't like actually scary. To, like, a little kid. So it was, like, right in that little sweet spot where you could watch him be spooked. But, like, not actually be scared to, like, go to the bathroom or some shit, you know? Well, if I you're like scared having... to go to the bathroom anyway. Yeah. I mean, you get sucked into the toilet or something. <laughs> but, uh, no, my, I like... I'm going to put my foot in, like, at the bottom of the toilet and flush and see oh if it does. Oh, my God. You get sucked down the drain. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I watched this uh, movie a lot when I was a kid. So this is probably the first time I've watched it since then. Okay. Uh, Cody, was this your first experience with the movie? Uh,
1: Yes, my first experience was watching it at 5 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Hell yeah. uh, Yeah, I've got quite a bit to say about it. Oh, sweet. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, me too. Oh, this is going to be one of those, like, everybody's going to... I finally get a movie where everybody's going to shit on it. Um, Well, this is not my first experience. I had seen this movie quite a bit once they released it on DVD. My dad had bought it because it was a Mel Gibson movie. And, like, you know, growing up, we watched a lot of Lethal Weapons and stuff that he was in. So it was Mel Gibson. We watched it. And, you know, I didn't make the connection at the time that it was the same director as Sixth Sense. And I think this movie kind of was one of the movies that brought me into, like, paying attention to, like, directors and shit like that, to names. Like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan, because he obviously. Puts his shit in the front of everyone's yeah, movies. Name, I like how any movie he makes now, it's like they fucking like take great <laughs> efforts to remove his name from it, like in all promotional materials. But back then, yeah, like he was a big like fucking moneymaker. maker. He wanted to be like his, like Alfred Hitchcock presents. Yeah, was like everything. It was a TV show, obviously too. But you know, obviously, this movie, the whole beginning credit role of this movie is a homage to Psycho. Yeah. The music is screeching. It's like in your face, and it gives you the credits. It's not like visually, it's not like the original Psycho movie with the music. And I heard like a couple of reviews talking about like this movie obviously musically took some cues from Psycho. You yeah, know? I mean, I kind of liked the score in this. There were aspects that I really liked, um, mm-hmm. and I think the yeah, score was
1: definitely really good. the score. The score was pretty good. Visually, that intro though, like I was expecting Rod Sterling to show up at any moment, you know. Imagine a world where aliens. Oh are yeah, real.
0: this movie is very 2002. Yeah. Like from yeah. the CGI, which is pretty rough. And I think I don't think there's a lot of CGI from the early 2000s that ages well at all. Mm. Like especially if you put it on a Blu-ray or in high definition. Oh. Uh, if you watch it on DVD, like my dad still has. I still have his original DVD, and I rewatched. It. I watched the movie twice, I rewatched it on that, and it looks a lot better on DVD. And Just because the funniest thing about the CGI is like they take, like in for throughout the movie they do a really good job trying like to kind of conceal it, mm-hmm. you know, due to like the nature of the aliens happen to be like in the background and shit, or like on the news footage it's like all blurry and stuff. But I don't know if I'm getting my audio really good. On uh, you're good. We're all talking about the same. Okay, gotcha. Um, well they take like great efforts to kind of like obscure the cgi and stuff and it looks really good um the only time i think it really craps out is like at the end where
1: you fucking see like the
0: goofy alien face and he's like yeah (laughs) i "I I, I
1: actually agree completely i thought it was pretty pretty clever how a lot of times when you're seeing that like the very few times you see the aliens like it's you're seeing them through something else so like you know, you see that one at the birthday party through a camcorder, you know, or yeah. um, I thought at the end, when he's rolling the TV into the room, uh, before, you know, before it goes all like we're having a showdown with the alien, you know, he kind of turns the TV, which it, it has actually made me jump. But you see the alien's reflection in the in the TV screen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I was like, oh, shit, like that actually looks good. Good, and then you know, of course, they cut over to him, and it's like Owen was saying, the
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) he's like a goofy, like fucking monster, yeah.
0: But yeah, like, um, and you know, that ties into you saying that about the TV. Um, some of the shots in this are like really well done. You know, like the TV shot I can think of. There's this really cool shot after, like, I think the fight where they're kind of like going over all these little objects, um, like you know the broken bat stuff, and like. It kind of gives you a rundown of what happened. Um, yeah, uh, there's a couple I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a couple of shots that you know I was like, okay, that's a pretty, that's pretty good looking cinematography. I don't, I don't know who the cinematographers work. We're what, what else he's done, but I Ooh. thought it was pretty solid. You know? His name is Tak Fujimoto, Fuji. and he has done. Oh, damn. he's done the Sopranos. Um, hey, well, gabagoo. funny enough, Gabba, Gabagoo over here. He was a part of the second unit of the first Star Wars film. Um, he's worked with John Hughes and like, Shyamalan, he's been working since 1973. Um, this is any movie you guys would pay it, know a lot. Mm, Married to the Mob, the Sil- he, he did Silence of the Lambs, which. Is a great fucking movie. Yeah. My girlfriend thought it was kind of boring, but it's still a good movie. I like the part where she gets the nuts thrown on her face. She's like, I'm bleeding. He did The Sixth Sense. Yeah, this guy, he's worked a lot. In. His last movie, though, was 2013, so... He's so he said, I'm old. He was born in 1939. That's probably why he doesn't do it anymore. Um, yeah, but let me go ahead and do the facts real quick. Um, so this movie was released, theatrically. August 2nd, 2002. It had a budget of $72 million and made $408.2 And Home still, Media... That's still more than the North. Yes. Much, <laughs> much more than the North. Uh, and Signs was released on VHS and DVD on January 7th, 2003. And what's funny is I bought the Blu-ray just for this podcast because I thought on the Blu-ray... Film commentary so I can watch the movie with M. Night Shyamalan chiming in some shit. And he's like, in this scene, I really wanted to have her against the car because I thought it was funny. And then he goes, in this scene, uh, my dog stepped on a bee. Yeah. <laughs> <He> goes, uh. <laughs> um, and we discovered before we recorded, before we called Cody, that M. Night Shyamalan sounds exactly like John Lovitz. 100%. If Is you it- don't know, just look up a John Lovitz like, bit. He's a comedian. And look up M. Night Shyamalan's interview. They sound exactly the same. Isn't
1: M. Night Shyamalan but, in this
0: movie? Doesn't he play right? Yeah, he's, he's the he's the guy who killed his wife. Yeah, he's the yeah. guy who's like, it's like it was destiny for me to fucking run your wife down, dude. It's like it was meant to happen. <laughs> it's like it was destiny <laughs> like for fault. just
1: me to split her in half that night.
0: Yeah, dude, it's not my fault. It's not my fault I killed her. It's fucking all signs, bro. I will Another s- thing, I'll go ahead. if
1: you have yeah. seen Scary Movie 3... <laughs> Sorry, about it. No, well, I was I was gonna say like I was worried because when, when we finally got to that scene because I was gonna bring up Scary Movie Three like I can't help it that a, yeah. a lot a lot of times in this movie I'm thinking of Scary Movie Three like you know the <laughs> the, the, the sheriff's deputy or whatever the Scary Movie Three her hat keeps getting yeah keeps getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene. The, the
0: scene where you see well, the, like, Mel Gibson gets out of his car and he's walking towards the accident. Yeah. And you see him on the side of the street, like, covered up with a blanket. Yeah. Well, in Scared Movie 3, it's Charlie Sheen playing that role. Yeah. And Charlie Sheen's walking. You see the guy, he's like, Hey, I'm going to get a ride home. <laughs> 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 Wait, it's the guy that's us I'm going to need a ride home. <laughs> and then, and dude, then this- like, Your wife's cut in half. He goes, what do you mean? <laughs> and no. she's That's like literally what fucking happens in this movie. Too. I know, but the best part is Charlie seems like she's like, Look. And she has a hot dog and she breaks it in half. He goes, She so? broke her wiener. <laughs> 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 she broke her wiener. And she's like, Look what happens to the taco. And she breaks it in half. He goes, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know. And then she's like, She's pinned against the truck. If we move it her up, like it's like and he goes, she's talking, right? He goes, what about her bottom half? Is it working okay? <laughs> and she goes, I don't understand. And he pulls up a donut and a hot dog. let yes, me explain. That. The, the thing I remember the most about that is the fucking aliens peeing in each other's mouths. And then oh, at the yeah.
1: end where like, all the gangsters start shooting at each other and shit. Scary,
0: scary Movie 3 will ruin the perception of this movie. It, it, makes movie 3,
1: it makes Scary Movie 3 so much funnier though in retrospect. Because like for me, I had seen Scary Movie 3 probably a dozen times in my life.
0: And seeing yeah. this
1: for the first time, is like, oh, that's where that came from, you know?
0: I think I think the best thing to come out of Signs is probably Scary Movie 3, honestly.
1: Well, it, you know, it's weird. Watching this movie, I feel like there are a lot of scenes that kind of, like, were a little comedic. And I don't yeah. think, I don't he think did they that were on purpose, intended. But do you th- were they on purpose?
0: Yeah, a lot of the... He, well, well, probably the things you found funny, like, in retrospect, like, 20 years later, is, is probably not what he intended. But he wanted to put humor in the movie because he's just done Unbreakable, and there's like no humor in that movie whatsoever.
1: Because like, there's the scene where um, I can't remember the brother's name, the the preacher's brother, the guy Joaquin Phoenix Phoenix's character. Yeah. He goes it's like Meryl, Meryl, yeah, or yeah. He goes and talks to the um the, that sergeant, uh, and the guy has like this look on his face. I'm like, what is he doing? Is he trying to be like a cartoon character, like?
0: They uh, get, he no, also,
1: he's he's the army recruiter right yeah yeah and he's, he's like,
0: like oh yeah that dude yeah that <laughs> was like why don't you have stacks of cash and beautiful women licking your toes licking your toes yeah <laughs> fucking lying. see the dialogue is so fucking bizarre in this movie like,
1: I can't help but think about
0: hey I'm gonna need a ride home after
1: he killed his wife <laughs> well, well in that same scene too like there's yeah the the whatever that guy's name is, the one that's like filling out the paperwork. Uh, he's like, you know, because yeah. him and the recruiter are talking about like, yeah, you have all these records, these home run records and hit records and all that stuff. And the other guy's like, yeah, he also has the most strikeouts. It, it's like a s- extremely bizarre conversation. It's like, what in yeah. the fuck is it's going like on? It's like,
0: he came out of nowhere, like who the fuck does that? Like he's like, in the corner like, yeah, he's also Like he wasn't in like stupid. the room at all. And then yeah. he's also, he's back there. He teleports in. He's like, yeah. He's also fucking lame and dumb and stupid. I like, just, it just felt and like, fun. dude, you're fucking like. I was watching uh, Cinema Sins on this movie, and it says like, dude, you're like over like mid twenty year old joining the army wearing a leather jacket, pot calling the kettle black. And, uh, <laughs> um, let me make sure there's It's more just than a that. weird M. Night Shyamalan moment. I mean, there's a couple parts where like, I don't. I mean, they probably were supposed to be funny, but I was, like, laughing at them for, like, the wrong reasons. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably so. But I will say, uh, the the moment, going back to the scene where, like, the wife is pinned, and, you know, it's building up to it the whole movie, right? And, like, you finally get to the part where he goes and talks to her. It actually did yeah. get to me a little bit. It's like, oh, I think this scene uh, it is... It did? Yeah. You know, until, like, the very end of the conversation... Where it's like tell so and so to see and tell tell...
0: Meryl to swing, baby swing. Yeah,
1: it's like Uh, what the fuck? And then they like use it like it's some this like prophetic like thing. Dude, it was a sign, bro. Yeah. Oh Lord. That's (laughs) I know it's fucking so (laughs) stupid. I know. Hey, but the best part in the
0: scary movie three, gotta go back to this again. And I hadn't seen scary movie three in a couple years, mind you. I've probably seen it twenty four times. Um he, Charlie Sheen kisses his wife one more time and he's like, oh, and he pulls out of his mouth a spark plug. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I remember that too. And funny. she's like, tell like, tell everybody to do this and she goes, and you, no sex. He goes, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no sex. No sex. And she's, she's like, dangerous. go to sleep. He, <laughs> he puts his fingers over her eyes and closes it. Like, go to sleep. And she goes, tell Graham to swing away. He goes, swing away. I'll tell him. It's like, sure, that you heard. Uh, she sure. does. <laughs> um and It was uh, what? You know, everything you guys are gonna say about this movie, I'm gonna like agree that it's there. But for me, like rewatching it, I hadn't seen this movie in probably over ten years at this point. And like I said, I watched it a lot. But it blew me away when I was like how old was I? I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it blew me away. And it's just like, I watched it because I hadn't watched it forever. I watched it with my girlfriend, and she had never seen it before, or at least hadn't seen it in like the 20 year span. Yeah. And it was like, man, I hadn't watched this forever. I just got, you know, drawn into it again. But that was the first watch. Watching it a second time to make sure I had the details down, um, not so much. I was kind of bored with it. Yeah. But it was a good one watch for me at this point. You were bored with it. On this watch? No, the second watch I did because I watched it twice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you just, yeah. Like, watch I watched it with back back. I watched it with Brittany, and then I watched it like the next day, which was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I watched it just to make sure I had any plot points that weren't because yeah. I always feel like an idiot where I'm like, um, what happened then? You <laughs> know, to make sure this movie's not that long and it's got yeah. a straightforward plot. I do that shit all the time. I'm Like,
2: Duh. Yeah, Duh. it's, it's no.
1: interesting. It's interesting. Like, this is one of his like most like straightforward. Films like I was, you know, it's it's M Night Shyamalan, so like most of his movies have some sort of twist to it, and well, yeah, I think the twist, the twist is, is the water. Yeah, it's like
0: the fucking aliens invade a planet that's three fourths water. But
1: see, see, I don't know if that's necessarily a. Tw- I don't really think it's a twist. I think it's just more ironic, you know. It's like oh, they came to harvest yeah. humans, but like we live on a planet that's mostly water. To me, I thought you know they get trapped in the cellar at night or whatever. When the aliens are actually in their home and they they wake up in this morning, they're like, oh, the aliens are all gone. I thought they were going to like walk out of the cellar and it turns out like they had like ripped the house out or something and taken the whole thing with them or something to where like, oh, they were actually abducted and all, you know, they're they're gone. But, you know, what's
0: funny is, you know, this was a seventy two million dollar budget. I think you could have made this movie on ten million dollars. What the <laughs> fuck do you do with the other sixty two million dollars? It costs a
1: doesn't. it costs a lot of money to grow that corn.
0: Yeah. Oh actually everything like in the town that this movie takes place was just something Pennsylvania. I should probably look that up. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a dumbass. Um Let me make sure. Um, um shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. It was all the scenes were filmed on location in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Bucks County, and uh, the scenes of the house and cornfield were shot inside the campus of Delaware Valley University and the Agricultural College, where they had forty acres of land to use. So, um, but everything was filmed in like like obviously Pennsylvania or whatever, except for the Delaware. Well, the Delaware University is in Pennsylvania, so it's all like locally, which is pretty cool. Um, uh ooh, okay. Well, in my, uh, Mark Ruffalo was supposed to be in this movie, but he was recasted with Joaquin Phoenix because he had a tumor cut out from behind his ear. He was unable to work on the film.
1: I'm bowel. a tumor, I'm a tumor. From I'm balls. a tumor, I'm a tumor.
0: <laughs> um, well, Joaquin Phoenix really is I, the Joker, baby. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I'm going to need a ride home. Um, I guess I'll do... Just a quick overshot of the of the plot, you know. The movie is very straightforward. Uh, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford, God kind of yeah, sure. Mel <laughs> Gibson. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. But I mean, they're both like you know fucking old Hollywood kind of brown dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mel Gibson is a uh, a priest <laughs> for the uh, escap. I, I can't. I can't say so. that Let word in right a moment. Uh, uh, it's like epi- episcopal. Epistic- yeah. Cody, you know how to say it, right? <laughs> episcopal. <laughs> oh, whatever. Fuck it.
1: Episcopal? Yeah, <laughs> Epis- Yes, what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's what we're we messed to it up.
0: Uh, he's a former priest and his name is Graham. His brother is living with him and his two kids. You find out throughout the movie in flashbacks, in like kind of vague but not so vague, kind of on the nose conversations, that his wife is dead. And the weird kids are The Weird Kids you can tell. Like the the little girl is Abigail Briesland. She's the chick who played in the two Zombie Land movies. And she's played in other things, but that's what I know her from. Yeah. Uh obviously the little boy is Roy Colkin, which is the third of the Colkin brothers or actors. <laughs> um and then Joaquin Phoenix is his brother. His brother. Brother. Um Who plays the fucking sheriff? woman? Yeah. Um She has, like, well, the I, not that sounds like the woman. S- no, I was like, Cody had said something about the sheriff's office, but it was... She's not a sheriff. Her name is Caroline Paskey. She was a local police officer. This is the Wikipedia page. Yeah. She's played by Sherry Jones. they like, Southern accents, like, the worst one I've ever. Been. Well, I don't, It's funny. I don't think they're supposed to have Southern accents. It's supposed yeah, to be mean, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania like, what it's like bone-fucked Egypt. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Which is always funny to me, because evidently, like, she, like, you think about New York, you think about New York City, but yeah. anything outside of the city is kind of like a rural, you know, almost like Nashville type of thing. It's not all... Well, not Nashville's on a good side, but... Oh, you mean like an upstate New York and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like those weird small towns that they have up there, but, like, when you say New York, you just say NYC. Yeah. NYC. NYPD. NYPD. Uh. But, yeah, the movie... Uh, the more I think about it, it is kind of a paint by numbers script. Like, there's not much depth behind everything; it's very straightforward. Yeah, I mean, this premise is like pretty much the draw here. Instead, you have, and, and he plays around with kind of what he's like trying to make the subtext. Well, the overall story is, is that it's there's an invasion, or like, and the crop circles, like crop circles, start appearing, in this. Farmers, you know, cornfield and some shit. Mm. So that's like the big appeal. But it it's weird with it because you never, for what's supposed to be an all out invasion, you don't see like it's it's hard to, for me, it's hard to dis- suspend my disbelief that like okay they're invading, but there's only like fucking like two aliens. There's like like you, they only see like one fucking alien. Yeah, I also think that because he didn't want it to be a big CGI fist with the movie, which he could have done, because I think like four years later, World of Worlds came out, the remake with Tom Cruise. Um, I think this movie really, the alien part, the invasion from the aliens is really just a backdrop for this priest trying to find his faith again. And that's why, um, I mean, I think I brought it up to you earlier. I was like, was the original script of this supposed to be that Not an alien invasion, but like the rapture. Well, I think like the aliens are kind of on the nose, just kind of like it's almost like demons. Because everybody's like, oh, this is the end of the world and people are being taken away and that's Uh what they came to do. And And, and the the events of this movie only takes place in three days. Yeah. His wife died six months before, obviously. But it's only a court. Cody, you back yet?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Okay, I I heard you breathing. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I was going to jump in and say like about this rapture thing. I think. I think you're. My impression is that it is sort of like that, but the alien invasion is more supposed to be. Uh, the, it's probably something that was gone with because it's close to being like the rapture, but it's not so on the nose. Where if you're a preacher who's lost his faith and the rapture starts to happen, you're probably pretty yeah. quickly going to turn around and be like, oh, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I still wrong. think you can make an interesting. Like dynamic with that shit was like a character who is like you know a preacher that lost his way like. And but it's, like, but see, I think with the alien, the alien stuff is um, I think it's a little more clever because it's like, you know, obviously in in this world in the movie it's like ours where people talk about aliens and there's conspiracy theories, but like most people are like, all right, this shit's not real, and that's sort of how it is. Like aliens are starting to show up, but they're pretty much, like, trying to figure out any other reason that it could be, like, explained outside of aliens. And then, you know, of course, when they find out, like, oh, these are aliens, and yes, they're hostile, that's when it starts mm. to kind of, like, all seem hopeless, yeah. and, you know, he starts to find his faith again, because it's, like, I, the, end I of, guess the end of our world Max, could be here.
0: Yeah. I guess my thing about it is is that, like, I just don't get... Why he had to put in that like okay an invasion's happening that every like I feel like he could have made this like some kind of like weird like you know how like fire in the sky it's like a single abduction like I don't know some aliens could be like harassing his house for some reason I don't know yeah I think like make it more isolated for a for a bigger budget you know I mean I'm not saying seventy two million dollars is a huge budget for two thousand two I think that's a pretty big budget I think he tried to keep it as simple as he could. Like, the way, like, this one guy listened to a um, YouTuber, Chris Strickland, I think is his name. Um, He was defending this movie, and I watched a couple reviews that, you know, obviously tore the movie apart or whatever, which yeah. is fine. And, and I, mean, I watched the making of really, it. Really, I mean, it's so hard to describe because I can't get my thoughts in line. Not because this movie is so deep. It's really, like, the alien invasion part is, like, this whole story is about uh, Mel Gibson's character finding his faith again. Yeah, I mean that's like that's the whole that's the Pretty main part of the story. Yeah. You know, obviously it's like you know he he is somebody that you know has lost faith. His wife is dead. Like, there's if you walk out the first scene, when he walks out of his bedroom because something's not right, and then you hear his daughter scream. There's a that. faint shadow of where a cross used to be, yeah. and it's off the wall. So he's taking all this
1: stuff down. He's completely like. He didn't wash that. his walls. A nasty bastard. Probably, Yeah, that's too. Um, but I, I will say I like how the alien invasion stuff was presented in this. I like that it's like, yeah. you know, it slowly builds up. The, you get the ships that are like kind of hovering over. Um, and the, and I know, I know a big
0: sticking point for you guys is probably the water affecting the aliens. Stupid. But the thing is, the aliens didn't come here for the planet. They came here for the pussy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they came here for o p p other yeah, people's pussy. But we're made of water though, too, also, like, yeah, in, it's, but it's one of those things like almost the times you see the aliens in this movie, it's almost like they're afraid because they're separated. That scene, the first scene where you see the alien pop up it's at that in the in the Brazilian village where they're having a little birthday party, yeah, and it's almost like the way it's been described by the people who supported this movie. The alien was crouching in fear and then it stood up and walked away like it was like, a Was it okay for I to go ahead and leave?
2: He's like, Fuck, there's kids.
0: And the way at the end of the movie, when the uh, the alien's holding um, uh, the Culkin he, kid, uh, Rory, and Rory. he's putting his hand over him, giving him that fart gas, yes. <laughs> he's, <like, laughs> <laughs> he's like, Yeah, smell that bitch. Um, he. He's like, it's, his lungs are closed. It's okay, his lungs are closed. He, um, like, the alien's almost in fear. Like, what do
1: I do? He's trying to get back to his people whatever. And obviously shit. that's the same
0: one. Now. He's like, you guys comment with my dick in my hand. Yeah, I, I, it's,
1: I it's almost like... Saying. I see that, because they also like make a, a comment. Uh, like, the news makes a comment, like... Or I guess maybe it's uh, Merrill or whatever that makes the comment saying, like, yeah, they said they've all left, but they've left some of their wounded behind. So, like, if you're one of the, these aliens that's been left behind by the rest of your people it's like oh shit what am i going to do but we also and we also get that sign of like fear or whatever early on when he sees the one that's on the roof at night and they like go outside to chase yeah. it and it like it no, basically that, jumps over the house and runs into the cornfield to get away from them superman
0: i had i had a scene i seen that scene um I, I never caught up on that because you know my tv's I guess whenever good quality, whatever. I had to watch that scene on YouTube just to make sure the alien was on the roof.
1: But um, I, I, I will say, I wish they, didn't, I wish they didn't do that. I, I really, I don't like that they did that. I don't like that they did where he's in the cornfield and you see the leg. Um, I think that it probably would have been a little bit more impactful if he, if it would have waited for the, the Brazil, the birthday party in Brazil. Like, to be that the first time you see an alien. Because as a viewer, you're told pretty quick, like, oh, the aliens are real. So there's no, like, tension there. It's just a matter of, like, I think that, like, the only tension from that point on um, is is seeing, like, is just wondering what the aliens are there for. But I think, I, I really do think that they should have just waited to, like, show an alien until that that camcorder footage,
0: yeah. I mean, I think that that would be effective for like that initial square. I did like the way Walking Phoenix reacted to it. Yeah, what? what and what's when he's he's in the closet, he's watching. Yeah, he's like, so, move
1: well the way. He so he's vamoose. Like, that's kind of racist. <laughs> it's like that. That's not and, the right. That's not the right language either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know it's so hilarious, fucking... but he's just like,
0: oh, he puts his hand up he to goes, his face. Oh my god, it's man. like really good, but. Another scene in in uh, Scary Movie 3, when they spoof this scene, they uh, they show the birthday party and the alien's walking over there. He goes, let's see that again. The alien walks the opposite way, like he's just walking in front of the camera, and then they show another visual of a horse just like dropping shit out of his ass, and the alien walks behind it. And uh, Jeremy Renner, who's the guy who played in the, the movie, movie, and he goes, really Disturbing. Like he's just like pausing, he's like smiling or something like that. And uh, uh Yeah, doesn't he like do the same like walk but he's just like walking behind a bunch of different shit. Yeah, it is, but it's literally like the last scene of it is like a horse is dropping all the shit off his butt <laughs> yeah. and it walks past it. It's like but it's the best part, you see at the birthday parties, is like let's it's like let's watch this disturbing footage. You see the alien walk, it's like let's see it again, the alien walks the opposite way, like walking back <laughs> in front of the camera and they're like it's, like looking at the camera each time. It's hilarious. Um but, yeah, like I said, the whole movie is just, like, you know, his disbelief in, like, it's, like, all this is coincidence stuff like that and how everything in this plot is pretty much tied up to a sign. And, like I said, it's a little bit too much on the nose. What's the sign that Rory Colkin had asthma and that was oh, yeah. going to save him? When he had to kill his Oh, well, yeah, well, the thing is, that scene, like, the whole, like, killing of the dogs, I don't need that in movies. I've talked about that before. Uh, they kill every dog on this movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to see an animal get killed in the movie. Plus, it, because it's even
1: more unnecessary because like they're like, oh, it's causing these animals to like become angry and all this stuff. Well, it's like right. they have two dogs, and one of them <laughs> becomes angry and like it tries to attack one of them in the beginning, but then the other one never does. It just gets killed by the aliens when they show up. So it's like, yeah, that was
0: weird. And another thing I found weird about this movie is like how they grill. In this movie, they're <laughs> grilling this chicken. And here's the thing. The way I was always raised while doing this. And I've watched Cody grill too, and it's disturbing. Uh, Cody takes, I mean, obviously this is the, the the necessary thing. I guess this is like really, if you have a big permanent grill, like you're going to have for 25 years or whatever, this big thing. Yeah. And, you know, you scrape off, the shit. Yeah. Well, when you have a cheaper grill, just like a charcoal grill, you put like foil. I mean. Yeah, my dad puts foil over the thing so you don't have to clean the grills because, and he just pokes holes in it with a fork to let the you know smoke through, and he sprays it with fucking uh, cooking spray. Now uh, uh, we didn't have that back then. I guess you just put butter on it so it wouldn't uh, stick. It's, uh, so it's always like that. So whenever I see somebody grill something and it doesn't have aluminum foil over the thing, I'm like, oh, huh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> And Cody, he he put, <laughs> he grilled that day. I never forget that these big hunking meats and burgers. And he put it on there, and it's like ten minutes later, he pulled them off. Like the motherfuckers were black as this microphone. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And Cody goes, "Do you want one?" I'm like, "No, man. I'm good. I appreciate the offer." Damn. I, I called my one dad one. and I go, "Dad, I'm never gonna like have anybody's burgers, but your own." <laughs> <laughs> I like the the nasty shit that they got on the grill. No, it's not I, so the much rest that it's. You. It's, it's, but the thing when you bit into Cody's burger, I looked at it, it was like all pink and shit. I'm like, uh, this was like fucking like six years ago. Yeah, this is, this is probably like, this is probably like
1: the second or third time I'd ever grilled with a charcoal grill. So it's like, I was definitely still learning. Since then, like, I I got to the point where I was also using like aluminum foil and doing that. You can can eat a stinky pinky burger though. (laughs) I mean, I like like a little pink. I like a little pink in the meat.
0: It's black on the outside, pink on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like pink on burgers. I can eat it with the steak; it's fine. Burgers, though, is the yeah. the mixture of what's left of the cow. Yeah. So you could be eating something that their digest- yeah, yeah. You're, digestive, yeah, digestive tract. Goddamn it! Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to. It was like I look, a little pink; it's juicy. I'm like, shut up! I like a little pink because it's an get, easy way. If, if the, you get good it?
1: hamburger meat, you're not gonna be eating that kind of shit. Like it's supposed to just be straight up like muscle, which I. I typically just buy like ground chuck or whatever because I know exactly what yeah. it is, and that's basically ground cook That's basically the closest, the closest thing to getting like just like ground steak, basically into hamburger meat. So um, I missed you, Owen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like ground cook. I want going to ride home after this. Okay? All right. you are home, I'm, I'm going to need to ride just home. i just thinking about this. Thing. We're going to play that sound clip. From Scary Movie 3, yeah. he's just like, I'm going to need a ride home. You got know, what? I all this is like, I have to pee. The boy has to go pee. Um, Yeah, the movie's just kind of straightforward. Let me just get to this part, and we'll, we'll talk about the things you guys didn't like. But the movie's really kind of centered around signs and faith. and It's about family, and there's another clip I'm going to try to find with family. Cody. And Tropic Thunder, uh, they spoofed Jack Black's character. As making like kind of like the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor where he plays all the characters. Yeah. So in this movie he plays it, but it's because like, Fatty's fart too. Fartsville or something like that. And he's all drunk and high at the fucking premiere of his movies, and he's like, You know, people think this movie's about farts. It's not, it's about family, and he bites the top off the microphone. And he's like, Fuck you, you can't do what I do. He's all drunk <laughs> and <laughs> shit. I'm like, this movie's about faith, family, and aliens. It's like it's about farts and it's fuck about, you. It's about fucking swing away, America. Swing away, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Like everything in the movie ties into each other, like too perfectly. If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, and it's just, I will say, up until the end when you see the CGI alien, I think the alien stuff is effective, and it blew my mind as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the the scares are pretty good. The um, tension that the music helps. And the music we talked about the score earlier. The music in this movie, I feel like, works with the scenes. And I was listening to the the guy who did the music. Hold on, let me just pull up his name. It's right here. My phone keeps going to sleep. It's like, wake up, fucker! Wake up! Wake up! On to the makeup. Make up. The makeup. Wake <laughs> <laughs> up!
2: Woo hoo! Woo hoo!
0: The music is done by James Newton Howard. Jimmy Neutron. Who, ironically enough, did. The Fugitive, which we have done before. Oh yeah, Space that's, that's, Jam.
1: That's, oh no, it's Commando, where the music goes like super hard the whole time. He
0: also did the music for The Dark Knight, which God. he composed with Hans Zimmer, and he did Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Whoa, where do you find them at? Who you knows? Um. So yeah, he scored over a hundred films, and let's see here. How many women has he scored? He's <laughs> gotta well, <see>. score. <laughs> uh, well, he married Rosanna Arquette in nineteen eighty six, and divorced one year later. <laughs> in nineteen ninety two, he married somebody else, and they have two children. So and may he rest. He in married pace. Roseanne. Rose- Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. That's funny. <laughs> Rose. Um. <laughs> yeah, him doing the, which kind of makes sense. We, you know, like I, how much I love the score of the Fugitive. And how that score worked perfectly with that movie. Yeah. Even though it's like it feels like it's the same three tracks they play. He did this movie so like and he said like while well, they're interviewing for the Blu ray slash D V D. And it's funny is when I bought the Blu ray, literally every special feature and every language I have the movies is in is what's on the D V D from two thousand two. They literally changed nothing. Yeah. And um
1: It's probably just one of those. He was saying they're like, that they're like, We were gonna put a Blu ray out, but that we don't think this movie's uh, popular enough to bother like tracking these people down for more more content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: what I feel like too. And he said that John Newton or James Newton. Fucking hell! I'm so bad at this. I should just quit hosting podcasts. James Newton Howard was interviewed. and He said, "You know, when when we did the score, you know, they originally had somebody else do it, and then." James came back to the project because I think they had agreed, like, okay, let's just not do this. Like, we'll do the next project together. I think they had worked together on, like, the Sixth Sense and all that. And he was like, okay. And then they did the score, and he was like, hey, sorry, called him back. You know, I did. And like, eh, I want you back, you know. Oh, so he came in, he says, he's like, I think the score works with the movie, and I have, he goes, I think the music sounds better with the sound effects in it. Yeah. Like, knife screeching or whatever, that type of thing. Goes, if, I, if I wanted to score that, didn't work with the movie. I could have wrote that, but he tries to write it where it works with what's going on in that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the scariest scene to me, it caused me to jump Rewatching it, is yeah. when oh. Mel Gibson is like, he sees the alien for the first time underneath the pantry door. Yeah. And it's so funny, he's like, don't throw your wife away. So he thinks, because he still thinks it's a hoax. Exactly. And he, he's like, hauled him away in a paddy wagon. He's like,
1: he just like, he looks down. and He's like
0: paddy wagon. He's, he's like, like Krabby Patty. Krabby Patty. And then he uh, he looks down there. and He's like huh, oh, whatever. And walks away and then comes back to all of a sudden the fucking aliens arm right there. It's like oh, oh god. god, what is it with the aliens and like grabbing under doors? Like why do they like to do that? Well, they have a, they're struggling to open doors. Yeah, because they have like, big fucking hands. I think they it's have, like, two, can't wrap they have the two, two. They have two. They have
1: big old fat fingers, one for the pink oh. and one for the yeah <laughs> <laughs> I that's, that's called uh,
0: evolution. They fucking. They, were I, I did read somewhere or listen because I like I listened to like quite a few reviews on this movie, probably like seven of them. And um, and Mike originally wanted like a stealth thing with the aliens, almost kind of like Predator, not exactly, but he wanted yeah. them to be able they to, they to be do, like individual. Yeah, yeah. But like, but they blend in with their background. Yeah. That's how he changed it because he wanted to do something. basic he thought it'd be kind of hokey, a little too high tech for these aliens because they're coming here, they're
1: scavenging
0: because maybe their civilization is. Uh, oh, money.
1: he didn't. He didn't think the wife pinned to the tree and her dying words being the way that they defeat the final alien is wasn't <laughs> wasn't hokey, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I threw in the word hokey. He probably wouldn't have done that. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> but it, it, it is hokey if you put it that way. It wouldn't have fit
1: with like the kind of
0: aliens he's trying to do. But I mean, like, yeah. This movie is kind of a little hokey. Yeah, like exactly, I'll agree. I think it's hokey. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's hokey, but and I don't think I said this while we were recording. I think that these early M Night Shyamalan movies, even if they like you know kind of dumb, I think there's some kind of like there's like a charm to it a little bit. Like I wasn't appalled by this movie like some people are. You know, you see a lot of reviews like it's just the <laughs> fucking stupidest movie. I and mean, it's got a 75 I mean, is, Rotten Tomatoes though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, like, I mean, some people definitely like it. I mean, I've seen 10-star reviews, and I don't think it's that damn, like, I mean, I don't think the movie's
1: good, really.
0: It's it, kind it's of kind of,
1: like, of, It's kind of all over the place. Like, for as many, yeah, like, good scenes that, that there are, there's just as many bad scenes, and...
0: I, I think the reason why... Well, if you, if, you, if you take the sum, the, sum, the sum of those parts, you just said, Cody, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's... It's you know, all over the place, but really, it's, like, really just one place. It's kind of mundane also in the same way. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why this movie has a bad rep is because M. Night, you know, I think before these movies, I haven't seen, like, what's the movie he did between Old. this and... Oh, um, The Village. You did what? The Village before this? No, uh, The Village was after this. Was okay, I mean before The Sixth Sense. It was Unbreakable. Unbreakable, was that good? I, don't I, that I Cody would have to say, because he watched those three movies... Yeah, Samuel Jackson, Bruce
1: Willis in that movie. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is good. I mean, like, I think we've talked about this before because we briefly talked about old on an old podcast episode. But um, I read the plot of old. I wouldn't like that twist. No, nah, it's it's not good. Um, it's like The Village. That The Village was a great movie until the fucking ending. us so say yeah, I just think old wasn't a good movie. Period. Like it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. all right, this is what we're doing, but. Um, Unbreakable. I think if if you had to pick like top tier, Shyamalan would be Unbreakable. Uh, The Visit, Split. Um, I would put the Sixth
0: Sense was pretty good. I mean, I watched the Sixth Sixth Sense. Sense. Yeah, the Sixth Sense. I would put Split. Split's probably my favorite. That movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. So like up to this point, every M Night Shyamalan movie has been pretty damn good, and you know, then he comes out with this, and it's just like,
1: it's the next greatest thing. Everybody thought.
0: Well, the thing is like. Everybody thought it was like the next Hitchcock. Like, all these movies are great. Like I said, this movie had great buzz coming out. There's very little reviews. I think in a lot of hindsight, when you look at it, like, yeah, I mean, this movie's very like paint by numbers. Yeah, probably. I mean, because, like, I think what killed M. Night was probably, like, The Village and then, like, Ugh. Avatar.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm bringing up it. his filmography now. So, like, you had, um, you had Praying with Anger and Wide Awake. Then it was The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. And then you had Signs the village lady in the water the happening the last airbender mm-hmm. after earth like it's just like
0: yeah,
1: medi- it, just, it ranges it was- from like mediocre to just turds for like six movies straight for yeah five like six movies straight and then you finally like oh here's the visit and split which i think are both fantastic movies and then, of course, now the visit was legitimately totally terrifying to me.
0: Yeah, is that the one with the old people? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that movie was kind of goofy. Excuse he said you? when he <laughs> when he filmed <laughs> that movie, he said he could cut it. He literally looked at it. He goes, "I can cut it two ways: one to be a straight up horror f- film, or one to be a straight up comedy." Yeah, and he said he left some of the comedy in there when he did it. But he said he was he had to make that decision after filming the movie. He says. I could cut this one in two ways. He, like, it's almost like he didn't realize it at the yeah. time. I mean, isn't there like a scene where the Olay like peas like a
1: pants or some shit? <laughs> like, I don't know. No, no. The, no, the boy are, like, the, dad, the, the, the little the boy. Brenda shoots his pants all the time. That's funny. Yeah, yeah it is kind of
0: funny. And then there's like the fucking, I remember the little kid, the guy, like the little boy being annoying as shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, I, I love that movie. I think it's great. And like the twist at the end is just like, I remember being in the theater. Like,
0: They're not your grandparents, bro.
1: Yeah, like what? I remember being in the theater, and my like just heart sank. I'm like, oh fuck! Like it's such a to me, it was such a good build up to that twist. And like it's the same thing with Split. You know, Split has like such a good build up to the twist and toward the end, where it's like, oh fuck! You know, like which of course, Split is intense pretty much throughout the entire film. Yeah. Um, It's in that movie, Split, it's like even at the ending. When it's
0: like he is kind of a supernatural product because of the personalities, yeah. it doesn't even feel hokey.
1: And then you see at the end that it's connected to Unbreakable. Yeah, which makes it make even and then more they had- sense because it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so this is this is something that we've already kind of seen as a possibility in this this world. Yeah.
0: So I I'm trying to think here because I mean I did I did an ass job of covering the. The plot, but see, not, yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, you have to watch the movie to get it. I mean, like here's my rundown of signs, right? Fucking alien. Cross circles. So fucking this preacher's wife gets pinned up against the car and um, she dies. <laughs> no sex. And, no yeah, sex. Preacher can't have sex for a, like a like brother, the rest of his life. So no Real sex. I can't hear you. He never remarries, and his son is Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <And> then so. <laughs> What the fuck was that? That was incredible. Was that a sneeze? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was you going, smew. <laughs> and I'll uh, wait for Owen to go, zoo wee mama. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know. I, like, I literally was I was like, what the fuck was that?
0: Um, um, so, fucking, this preacher loses his faith. Um, and his virginity. And then aliens. Yeah, and his virginity, even though he already has, like, two kids. He loses it to his. Brother, he stole the Meryl, for It's some. like the visit. That's another yeah. twist in this movie. He stole these kids. <laughs> They're like, she's like, what's the kid's name in the visit? He's like, fucking Tommy or something. Tommy. That. I, I can't I remember the kid, kid, yeah. I don't even know where I was going with that. Anyway. The fucking scary movie three. God, going back to this. Because he goes in to check on his daughter, and it's mimicking another movie. But the the, the, the girl is up underneath this sheet, and she's playing with something. It's like really creepy. She's like, it's really hot. You should probably like take off your clothes so you can lay down. Uh, and yeah, it and he goes, you're not my daughter. And he's like, he <laughs> pulls the thing, and it's Michael He's like, Aah! and he's like, where's my daughter at? And he goes, Jesus, man, she's a girl. <laughs> he goes, oh, you sick. And then Michael Jackson grabs his crotch. He's like, oh. He grabs his crotch, and Michael Jackson's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabs Michael Jackson goes to jump out the window, and he grabs him, and the suit rips, and you see it's an alien. Yeah, and his brother comes up behind him, and he's like, "What was that?" He goes, "I don't know." And you see the alien conversing through the cornfield, and it runs into a sign. <laughs> so there's a scene in this movie where you see the like the movement of something in the cornfield, and I just think about it hitting that sign, going Dong, and then going another <laughs> direction. <laughs> he's
2: like, uh, scary
0: Movie Three is fucking incredible. Yeah, like I like had people say, "Oh, it's not funny because it doesn't Wayne
1: Brothers." It's funnier than the Wayne Brothers. There. Yeah, movies. all the Wayne Brothers ones, are always just like, oh, It's
0: weird.
2: Yo, it's, it's fucking so
1: things. I, I think, especially Scary Movie One, like it struggles because, like, Scream is already a parody of slasher films, you know. So, like, to make a parody of a parody is a is like a kind of a tough thing to do. Um, yeah. Especially like when a lot of the jokes is like, "Oh, you just took the same jokes from Scream and just made them crude, and it doesn't really make them funny." Whereas like, yeah, that's Scary Movie Three. Problem with Scary that. Movie Three taking signs in the ring and making fun of those two movies and Grudge and the Grudge. Of, no, it the, takes gr- the Grudge was uh, Scary mm-hmm. Movie Four,
0: and it's a lot less like, "Yo, you getting your dick sucked, bro?" Smoking. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. here's the best part about Scary Movie Three. And four, in my opinion, is the fact that Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun in the airplane movie is President Bush. (laughs) And Ja Rule is his security guard in the third movie, which is the one we're talking about. And they're having this thing where they're talking about aliens. And his, his supervisor goes, sir, I think you need to get on television and tell people there's no such thing as UFO, he goes. What did I tell you? Stop spelling in front of me, damn it. <laughs> and he goes, I was like, Well, sir, we need people need to know that aliens don't exist. He goes, well, That's not exactly true. And he goes, Sir? And he's like, Last Thanksgiving, an alien crashed in the earth. <laughs> <Stuck.">
2: <laughs> he said,
0: Well, something happened, and instead of sending the body to Area 51, it got sent down in the kitchen. <laughs> they shoved up stuffing up his ass, and we had it for Thanksgiving. That was the last I saw of it. <laughs> Scratch that. We did have leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen is just then, like I said what Owen is referencing before uh, I guess this is going to be a sign slash scare movie 3 review um, when the aliens are like oh sorry we were just trying to find where that videotape was they watched the videotape for the ring or whatever and it's like oh, we're just like you say hi we and it's like them "What them do you up? keep it keeps it's them keep in them the nuts. nuts it's like oh <laughs> it's like, that's how we say it. and then he goes they start peeing out their hands like, and hey, we pee out of our hand. And then Leslie Nielsen goes, we're not so different after all. He starts
1: pissing out his <laughs> hand. <laughs> and,
0: and the security guard looks at him and
1: he's like, oh, it <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, the, doesn't one of the aliens, one of the aliens has like his finger in somebody's mouth when they say and that. In Charlie Sheen's mouth. He's like, oh. <laughs> and he starts brushing his teeth and shit. Well, after. <laughs> <We're> not <laughs> so different after all. We're not so different after
0: all. And Leslie Nielsen will... And it was really great because I'm glad he had that before he passed away. He had gotten to the point, kind of like Will Ferrell is, where your routine gets old and yeah. then the people don't like the movies that come out. And that happened with Leslie after like Naked Gun 33 and a Third, which is the third movie. Yeah. And he did some other things. He did one that was actually pretty good, Dracula, Dead and Loving It, where he's playing traffic. It's really good. Yeah. But it had other movies that sucked. And then he kind of had a comeback after Scary Movie 3, which came out in 03. And he would play the president, and then he scary movie four, and he played a couple other things. He passed away, I think, in like two thousand thirteen, maybe. That's
1: a so, right when he, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, you're good.
0: I, I was just looking at Leslie Nielsen's date of death because I love Leslie
1: Nielsen. Um, I was gonna say my favorite, my favorite scene in, Scar- in Scary Movie four is uh, when the the realtor's trying to sell the grudge house. And uh, <laughs> was, like, the, the the girl's hair is like in the corner, and he's like taking it, and, like stuffing it all into a bag, and then like the, the boy pops up out of the bathtub and just like punches him in the he's face, like, and like he puts him down. And, uh, <laughs> and he takes a frying <laughs> pan and hits yeah. him in the face.
2: Like,
0: ah. uh, and it's funny in Scary Movie Four. I always love it because it makes fun of World of the Worlds. Uh, the the guy who plays the Tom Cruise character. Is actually the guy who played uh, Max Bear and Cinderella Man, the the last boxer, the bad guy, mm. and he's carrying, he's carrying his child through the woods, and his son's there. He goes, "Look, Dad," he says something. He's like, "Look, I had to carry your sister this whole way," and she pops out from behind. She goes, "You're not carrying me." <laughs> he goes, "Then who am I?" And listen, it's a little short, a little midget guy. It looks like an elf. He goes, "I'll pay you." He just kind of drops him <laughs> some
2: some.
1: Um. I'll pay you. So um. going back to signs, I did want to I did want to mention one scene because um, you know, like we like we've talked about, there's some good scenes and there's some like there's some bad scenes or corny scenes or whatever. The the dinner scene. Um, that was really good. Yeah, I thought that was. I think that's the best scene in the movie. Like it kind of, it to me it makes you feel like oh, like all the all the weight that they're feeling. Like oh, this may be our last night ever. Um, and the fact that like you know they get they all get the meals or whatever that they talked about wanting, and uh, the kids and stuff they don't want to eat because they're so I guess because they're so scared. And you know he starts freaking out, he's like, fine, I'll just have some of everything and he's like, breaking down and just it's such, to me, it's like such a good scene and it's just a shame that like, it's just it's its in a film that has a bunch of corny scenes, you know there, uh, Meryl, there's, a away.
0: What, that's what kind of like de, de, degrades the scene to me, is, is that you have like Rory Colquan being like, and throughout the movie he's just been like, well, actually um, you have to film this tape so your children's children could view yeah. it. There's, there's a good movie in here if it wasn't filled up with such, like, bullshit yeah. but some of the ways. Yeah. Um, and I feel like partly to blame is that M. Night Shyamalan was like, well, I have to put, you know, some humor in this movie, humor in this movie here and there. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, part of that makes it, like... Corny. Yeah, really corny. <laughs> and like, there's some really stupid dialogue. There is, I will say this. There's a deleted scene. There's only like four of them that's included, but the one, you know, the part where they're getting into the house and they're about to go downstairs. Yeah. Well, there's extended part of that scene where where um, Joaquin Phoenix looks up. and goes, "We didn't, we didn't board up the attic door, right?" Well, there's a scene that expands upon it, and he runs up there and he's looking around to try to put something in front of him. What his his goal is. For some reason, he gets a footstool, he stands up, and he's trying to hold the attic door himself, and they're yeah. struggling with it. And Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford, didn't <laughs> um, Mel Gibson runs up, and he's like, and he says something, he goes, and Joaquin Phoenix goes, this is a really, this is a really short, um I can't remember what the fucking word I'm thinking of right now. This is a short solution, this isn't going to work yeah, So they figure out, like, they pull out this kind of dresser thing with a display case at the top, and it fits just like, maybe two inches from the attic door and they get it there and then he lets go of the spot. And all of a sudden you see, they see the attic door slam down like boom. And it's like, you don't see anything. And then it slowly lifts back up. Boom. It's like, Holy shit. It scared me. There was no music in the scene. I wish they left that in the movie. And then they get downstairs and you hear the dresser get knocked over because they finally got through the attic door. And then they block up the, the kitchen door. And you know how he's having a uh, story time talking about when they were first born, right, yeah. with his kids. And they go downstairs, and he is talking to Joaquin Phoenix. He goes, You remember when you were two and a half years old and I accidentally dislocated your arm? He tells this whole fucking story. You remember when we touched Wieners? Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. And then, you know, Joaquin Phoenix kind of breaks down. And he goes downstairs, and then you see the door of the kitchen opening. Like slowly, like it's from the camera view, Mel Gibson looks over and he just kind of walks down. At that point, I think Mel Gibson's kind of accepting up until when he tries to keep the door shut. He says, I'm not ready. Like he's accepting that like, they're going to die at I think this point. That's, in this whole movie.
1: That stuff sounds like like it could have elevated all that stuff in the end. But, you know, it, it is weird watching it. and Like they specifically point out like, oh, we didn't board up the attic. And then it's just... You never see the aliens come through the attic. You never get any kind of, like, reference to that attic door ever again. So what was the point, if they cut all that other stuff out, what was the point in even bringing the attic door up in the final Well, it fight? was
0: almost like they're, they're going to get in the house faster. Because, yeah. you okay. know, they boarded up stuff. And at the, at the closing scene, that scene where he's holding Culkin, the alien, yeah. you if you look at the two windows behind the alien, they're busted through. Like they got through it. They didn't get through the doors. They, they actually their head against it. Yeah, yeah, see they can't be doors, but they can be windows. Well that's well, that's the thing, is like them. when
1: they're in when they're in the cellar you hear glass shattering. So like my assumption is oh they're just coming in through the windows. Like they're making yeah. it that's how they're making it through. But never like specifically anything to do with the attic. It, to me it's just yeah. like they could have if they cut all that other stuff out with the attic, they could have just cut the the whole the little part of him even mentioning the attic door wasn't Boarded it up, and just what left it alone. Put,
0: what if they all put their little like wiener hand <laughs> appendage? What if they all put it underneath the door and then gasped out of the fucking thing? That <laughs> that, that could have happened too. But you know, it's one of those like,
2: uh,
0: it's funny that scene in when they're about to go downstairs. This is before they get into the kitchen. Yeah. You see the alien's hand come from underneath the door. Yeah, and yeah. I remember at my old house that doesn't exist anymore. Our original wood door that we had there had a fucking, like, it looked like a half an inch gap between the bottom yeah, of the a floor. Lot of old wood doors have the, yeah, uh, and we had to put, like, a fucking big fucking blanket, not blanket, but, like, rug and kind of roll it up and put it in there so cold air wouldn't come in. Yeah. And that's what that reminded me of because that door, as you can tell, had a fucking gap between the, for the floor and the front door, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was like the front yeah, door. was like reaching into his front door and fucking giving it the old. Uh, the two in the pink and the yeah, two the in the old, stink. The old shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, He's like, this is you next, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and get in recommendations. If not, this will be a shorter episode. Because it kind of went off the track. But really, when you watch the movie, after you watch it one time, if it doesn't fascinate you, it's either going to bore you or entertain you in the wrong way. Yeah, I think that's kind of what this movie is. It kind of entertains you in the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. At least for me. Exactly. And I think but also like me and my girlfriend liked it. And Alex liked it stop doing that. <laughs> it's showing up uh, like Oh, big... I dropped it? Yeah, yeah it's like, psh, now you're good. Um, but I think, I think it's, it's a polarizing movie. Like, you're either going to really like this movie, but it's only going to be a movie you watch every once in a while. It's not like something you can re-watch all the time. You're like, oh, this is a great movie. Or it's going to be like entertaining or boring in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way. Uh I recommend this movie just because I think everybody should watch it at least once to see if you like it. Um, if you go in with like no expectations, like not a jaded view in Night Shyamalan, you're just watching a movie, you may really enjoy it or you may also yeah. still be bored. I think it's I think it's a, a coin toss for most people. If they're uh, going to like it or they're not going to like I it. I would agree. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, like I said, I watched this movie a lot with my dad growing up. And it was just something about it. Like I said, we were all huge Mel Gibson fans. We loved all of his movies. And it was just one of those things like, oh man, this was kind of a scary movie, but not a scary movie. You know, my mom didn't like watching scary movies, but she'd watch this one. So I have a kind of a, you know, a connection to it with my heart. But I think the movie is worth a watch at least for the first, for our first viewing to see where that person takes it. But I would lean recommend it. Um, Cody, I'll ask you, sir, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would recommend it for for a watch. I mean, it's not super; it's not egregious in its length either. I think it's it's got like a runtime of like an hour forty five minutes or something like that. Um, and It goes by quick too. Yeah, at least it doesn't drag. Yeah, and and again, like He's nuts. I think I think it's an entertaining movie. It, at least it would; it'll be entertaining to most people one way or the other, either the way it was intended or like. A, sort of a mix because there were quite a few scenes that, uh, like we kind of talked about earlier, um, that I feel like they were intended to be a little bit more serious, but they came off as comedic. Uh, except you know, except for you know, licking toes or whatever, um, sucking toes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. Okay,
0: uh, Owen sir, uh, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I'm kind of neutral on it, really. I mean, there's stuff that's stupid about it, but like I said... Would you suggest this movie to someone you love or cared about?
1: Mm. Hey, let's watch this
0: movie. I would say that there's better movies out there to
1: watch. Okay, okay, so you won't. You so, don't recommend it. I guess not. It's simple as it.
0: Yeah. No. It's okay. I mean, how we... Like I said, me and Cody, I mean, I'm probably more a lean more positive this movie. I understand where you guys are coming from. I, there's better M. Night movies to watch. Go watch The Sixth Sense if you haven't seen that. Yes. That's a good movie. And like I said, I, this one, I just hadn't, hadn't seen it forever. Like like, oh, let me see if it held up. It yeah. held up the first watch, but the next day I, I, think, I tried to watch it, it didn't. I think a big part of why I kind of loved, like, um, this movie had charm for me was because of kind of nostalgia, probably. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. I'm the nostalgia critic. Um. So, okay, we got two recommends and one not recommend. Uh, sorry for the episode. It's kind of disjointed. Like I said, if you watch the movie, you can understand that there's not a lot to the plot, but the twists and turns are just kind of like in your face. It's kind of hard to describe and try to hard It's kind of hard to kind of keep it in order too. Yeah. um, I mean, yeah, we pretty much set our piece. If you've seen scary movie three, you get the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great. Um, I Great. would, I would say this, I love signs, you know, just from the connection of my heart, I have to it, but I would definitely recommend scary movie three to watch first. <laughs> <laughs> like if they are like you want to watch Signs or Scare Movie Three, I would vote Scare Movie Three, ten times out of nine. That's how much I love that movie. Yeah. Um, and our next movie, unfortunately, won't have Owen in person, but will be in spirit and over a phone call. Owen, what is your next movie? Because sir, the White House, in the middle of the street, the our house, na 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 na, our house. Uh, You know, that song, I literally thought, like, there was a street yeah, in the middle of the street. The the, yeah, it's not. I saw that, too, when I heard it as a kid. Yeah. But I still think about that now. I can't get that out of my head. Yeah, I mean, I remember I had, like, a revelation when I was, like, five or something. I was like, wait, they mean, like, in, like, the middle, like, of, like, the neighborhood. Well, off the street. In yeah, the middle like, of the neighborhood. I mean, yeah, I they, no. they don't mean, like, in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, but if you listen to it as a kid, you're like, all oh, right, uh, middle of oh, the street. street. That's kind of a funny place to put that in. The oh, yeah, house. that's so weird that's that Cars weird. will be <laughs> getting mad at you. Uh, <laughs> I was, you, know, you wouldn't have to mow your grass because the grass would be the road. Oh, our house. In the middle of the street. I love um, your ass. <laughs> 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 parking, in, uh, parking that trailer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so the next movie will be Lighthouse, and Cody, your movie will be after that. What will it be? It will be. Krampus. 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 Krampus and your Wampus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I get to do legal weapon after that. Hell yeah. I'm going to put my Baba Duke in your Krampus. Oh, man. damn. <laughs> this thing went from G rated to fucking X rated. Think thinking um, like that's hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hereditarily get this. Oh, what's another one
1: shit? The human centipede up my ass. But you can, you all, know, you can it's only. Pre- it, ass- it's part of the Midsummer Festival, unfortunately. Man, it it will always it will always follow you to the end. Yeah, I'm gonna. It it
0: follows like
1: chlamydia.
0: My my Babadook it follows into your Krampus
1: (laughs) And then I get chlamydia. It's funny. It's funny too, because like is like the horror movie that has nothing like the rest of those horror (laughs) movies. Yeah, I don't know why I think
0: in my brain. I'm like, yeah, that's like the Babadook, and it follows and shit.
1: Krampus! I can't wait. I think I've seen Krampus. Krampus is like like, some point. It's just like a straight. It's like a dark. It's like a horror comedy, basically.
0: Um, Well, Cody, when we do that
1: episode, I know you've watched this
0: episode. We're gonna have to play a little bit of the clip from the Krampus episode of the League. Remember, he's, he gets real high and gets in that suit, and he goes, I'm Krampus. And he's like, come here, Santa, you sack of shit. And he's just like beating the hell out of him and scaring the kids off and shit. Bad, can we watch Bad Santa, too? Oh, yeah. Uh, that movie's like, gonna get me some sandwiches. <laughs> I like the kid in that. Uh, <gasps> he's just so stupid. Yeah. Um, anyway, before we get off the rails even more, I think we'll say adieu. And thank you for listening to Filmoscopy. Listen and subscribe. Leave us a review. Go on Twitter and follow us. Um, our PayPal account is EpicmaticVane PayPal. Yeah, it goes, uh, it goes to all of us. <laughs> it goes to all of us. I'll let them know. Don't worry. Daddy needs a new microphone. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, as always,
1: uh, remember finish him. Remember, we're not alone. Krampus.
2: <laughs> I saw the signs. I'm gonna need
1: a
0: ride home after this.